Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. through the fleer and seen it cross and then the camera goes dead and he's like we gotta go we gotta go get your gun get your gun that's out here looking for bigfoot marvel leaving he's like oh big man you can have the camera going right back down there i'll sit here and try that one everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you all for joining us and special thank you goes out to all of you who continue to support the podcast and continue to spread the word. Always remember if any of you out there have experiences of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. Again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com and you too could be a guest on the show. and uh, all of the research and stuff such that all of us are well aware of. But thanks for making the time for us, brother. Oh, hey, I appreciate you having me, bud. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pleasure because I've heard your name ever since I really started getting into the, into the, the Bigfoot subject, the skunk ape. Right. Um, it was your father that caught that incredible thermal. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That was yeah, amazing. I'm, would love to say it was me. I mean, I was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, I just know he started panicking. Oh, so he he actually knew it as it was happening. Oh, he seen it. He was oh. looking through the fleer oh. and seen it cross, and then the camera goes dead, and he's like, <laughs> "We gotta go. We gotta go. Get your gun. Get your gun." And like, I had oh never God. seen my dad shook like that. Yeah, and so like my mind is going to a cat. Right. A big cat. That's that's what I'm scared of in the woods. Not scared of, but that's what I'm constantly cautious about, you know, sure. because big cats are like little cats. Yeah. They hide under the furniture and wait for you to walk by and they jump out and get your foot. You know what I mean? Oh, Except they weigh 150 pounds or 250 pounds, depending on the cat, 600 pounds, you know, and it's yeah. a little bit harder to shake those off, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he, uh, I didn't see that till after we tore down the camp and got back to the truck. I was able to watch it and I was like, oh, that's out here looking for Bigfoot. Why are we leaving? And he's like, oh, big man, you can have 
And we're going right back down there. I'll sit here and truck wait on you. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. And I was still scared of them at that point. So sure, right. Well, now you you kind of grew up in this. Is that right? I mean, all of this. My dad was into like because we had shows like Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, there was a show called Sightings with that had the guy from Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. He hosted that. So they did a lot of aliens, ghosts, uh, Elvis Presley sightings. You know, all kinds of oddities and uh, so I got to watch that growing up yeah. you know and then there was a skunk ape episode uh, and I was like they're in Florida and I was like these Bigfoots are in Florida and right. so then immediately I'm looking for Bigfoot mm-hmm. in the woods around this isolated neighborhood I lived in okay. so like the county I live in it will always be 75% forest. Mm. It's protected lands, right? Oh, very nice. And even back then, it was more like, like, okay, so today is probably 85% forest. Okay. Back then, it was probably like 95% forest. Wow. Yeah, so but when I tell you isolated, yeah. most of the roads were dirt. <clears throat> like, this place was in the middle of nowhere. Our neighborhood, probably this big, like, maybe a mile two mile it had to be at least two miles mm-hmm. circle ten homes on it ten homes in two miles that's, yeah that's you know it. and just woods everywhere yeah. and then the, the middle school like the junior high was right there at the end of the neighborhood why they put it out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> it was close to the high school because the high school was on 98 you go down but this neighborhood is just tucked off in the middle of the forest and uh, so my dad taught uh like martial arts class. Okay. Right. So after he got out of the Rangers, he taught that stuff. He taught self defense, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had, I had access to weapons, mm-hmm. uh, nunchucks, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Sure. So, uh, <clears throat> he had a Panasonic on his shoulder VHS cameras. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. And so I'm six, seven years old. <laughs> got my buddies, my sister. And we all got these weapons and video camera, and we're out in the woods looking for Bigfoot. Oh, wow. And we'd hear something, and then we'd all come running out. I mean, we would <laughs> run as fast as we could, and it was more or less a game. You sure. know what I mean? But sure. we had fun, didn't pay it no mind. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, years later, after I did Bigfoot Bounty, I actually got two reports from that neighborhood. Oh, so wow. maybe we did encounter a Bigfoot yeah. at a time. Uh, but... So, you know, life went on. Uh, I was really into sports, really into football. Uh, I decided to do wrestling because my neighbor was on the wrestling team. He's like, come on, man, it'd be fun. <laughs> I didn't want to wrestle, but I was lanky, which uh, was good. Yeah. Good to be lanky uh, in wrestling. And so I was, like, really good at it. It's like I took to it like a fish to water. Oh, nice. It's like over six years I lost two matches. Jeez. <laughs> right? That's a so, good run. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I did that and then ended up somewhere around the middle school here in Nirvana, here in Nevermind. And I was like, that's me. That's you. <laughs> that's, that's me. Now, so like my, my whole family is in country music. Oh. Right? I got 12 members of my family in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, my grandmother was... A, it was 1954, 1955, but she was Country Music Woman of the Year. 
same year, Elvis Presley was Country Music Man of the Year. So mm-hmm. they did a duet at the Grand Old Opry. Oh, wow. Like I got photos, all that stuff, right? That's Super amazing. cool. But um, I was kind of the black sheep. You know what I mean? I was playing grunge, <laughs> grunge. rock. But as with anything I, I put my mind to and focused on a lot, we became good. Mm-hmm. Playing out. We were in high school, 10th grade, playing the college bars. Oh, you nice. know, um, we were on the radio, stuff like that. And we we toured uh, with bands that would come through the region, so like Saliva. Uh, we had opened up for Nickelback at one point. This was like before Nickelback was Nickelback. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I mean, they were still, like they had had some song on, I think, Blair Witch 2 soundtrack oh. at the time. And they had maybe one other song, but this was way before they like blew up yeah, right. right so I can't claim that this was in a club that held like 600 people sure you know so but it was cool because we were in high school and we are playing these shows they're playing this on the uh, local radio stations mm-hmm. um, and so by the time I'm 20 we're drawing 500 people wow nice. right so like we keep doing it uh, music's my life Bigfoot is a thing I'm still interested in it still watching the videos I get cracked on by my band and my friends because uh, I'm like, oh, I want to see this Bigfoot video. You know, I fell for the Rick Dyer hoax. Oh, you know, uh, mm, the coffee. But anyways, um, so fast forward. I have kids. Still, still pushing my music. And finding Bigfoot comes on. Right. So the second episode, first episode was Georgia. Second episode was Florida. They have a lady that has a handprint on the inside of her door. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, they put her name on the screen. And back then, uh, most of your listeners probably don't even know what this is, but we had this thing called a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. so I looked her name up in the white pages. Because in the white pages, they put people's names in the yellow pages of businesses. Yeah. So I looked it up, uh, and there she was. Oh, nice. I was like, okay. Cold call. Right. And I rang her up. I was like, hey, uh, can we come out there and camp? See what's going on. She she was really worried. Um, it was summertime. And she was like, well, wait till wait till November because of snakes. Oh. I was like, uh, okay, I'm not going to argue with her. <laughs> like, I, I literally grew up in a swamp. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We catch the snakes, we kill the snakes, we eat the snakes, we eat you know, right. snakes, the gators. None of that bothered me. Sure. Um, and so my dad gets, uh, we, went, we went on a trip with the BFRO, okay? Mm-hmm. Took him for his birthday uh, in September. Went to the Blue Ridge Mountains and he was having trouble keeping up, mm. right? It turns out he had bladder cancer, mm. right? Uh, so he was getting <clears throat> surgery and all of that, and uh, they ended up, he couldn't go with me. Mm. So my bass player went, and we go to the property, immediately coming down the road, this big black thing, steps into the uh, wood line. It's in the tree line and then it just steps in. So we like slam on the brakes. I'm like, dude, you see that? He's like, bro, what was that? <laughs> and so like, uh, 
get out the truck and just hear this thing running down. I'm like, but that's got to be a hog or something. We're psyching ourselves out. Yeah. And, uh, get back in the truck, ride on up, meet her. They drive us around the property, show us everything. Yeah, Bigfoot was seen there, Bigfoot was seen there, yada, yada, yada. Um, and she takes us to this point where we're going to camp. Mm-hmm. She drops us out, and she's like, okay, uh, just an FYI, you know, the first people to camp out here. Oh, whatever, well, yeah. Ever. Oh, jeez. Now, the BFRO have been investigating this area for seven years and never camped overnight. Oh, oh man. Right? That's an investigation. It was, it, to me, it was like, you kind of floored me because Bigfoot's a mostly nocturnal animal. Right. I think we can all agree sure. on that. Yep. Why are you not out there at night? Right. It's because you're scared of the dark. Sure. I was born in the dark. I'm sure I'm going to die in the dark. Right? <laughs> dark is my friend. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I wasn't scared of the dark. I should have been scared of the dark. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I should have respected the dark. But, okay. but I get complacent with myself. Because I think at this time, I can live off the land. Like, I'm seriously, at least in Florida, mm-hmm. in my area, you can pull a plug on everything. Stacy's going to be fine. Sure. Right. I can fish. I can hunt. You know, I know what food to eat, what plants to eat, and stuff like that. I know what does what. Yeah. So when you get to that level of comfortability, so when you mess up, right? It's like Roy Jones. Remember Roy Jones, right? No. The bo- <laughs> boxer, Roy Jones Jr., oh, the boxer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude was Superman. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't everybody. That's right. When I seen him get knocked out. Oh, yeah. He, he he shouldn't have done it. He got comfortable. Yep. He got complacent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He always thought that it was going to be there. And uh, so we're walking around up on this hill. We're sitting down, and I had bought this little thermal, the kind that you look at, like, wires with. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't have much money. Uh, and so... We're sitting on this ridge where she had showed us these little tree structures. Now, most people think tree structures. They think huge tree structures. Uh, honestly, me and myself, have never seen these huge tree structures. Oh, okay. I've seen the knee-high ones. Yeah. The okay. little ones, right? Yeah. Maybe there are big, huge tree structures that are not natural, naturally occurring, uh, but I haven't seen right. right? So we sit there. And it's November, so the hickory nuts are falling out of the trees. And um, me and him sitting on the hill. Uh, and we start noticing that, well, I noticed. I was like, that one just fell uphill. Ooh. And he's like, what? And I'm like, hold on. Hold on a second, but something ain't, something, something ain't right. Yeah. And then right between us. Really? Bouncing up the hill. Oh. So, I get the thermal out of my bag, mm-hmm. scan it. There's a tree right across the ravine. It's about <coughs> big around as a half dollar, right? Uh, and there's this huge heat signature behind it. Oh, jeez. So, we're like, oh, my God, right? Um, so, we get up and we head back to camp. <laughs> so, to explain to you where we were... We were on this hill, there was a loop on top of the hill, and then it went down, and to get back to our camp was about a mile and a half walk. 
Oh, right? wow. However, I didn't know it at the time, but if you just walk two hills over, you would be at our camp. Oh, so you can take 40 minutes to walk it, or you can take five. <laughs> so what did this thing do? It just went to our camp. Sure. You know what I mean. Uh, so we're hearing stuff around the base of this hill. We're, like, camped up on top. And uh, all around us, well, I would say, um, from your 3 o'clock to your 10 o'clock position, Mm-hmm was all downhill steep 75 foot drop oh. right behind us is like a road it comes in it's flat and it's like planted pines okay so we're hearing this thing walk around walk around right and so I'm like still not you know trying to psych myself out yeah. but I'm here walking and it's November so the leaves are all on the ground they're dead they're crunchy yeah and an armadillo will sound, in all fairness, will sound like a bipedal person. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, okay. I was thinking it was armadillos. Mm. Because I would shine the light on the tree to where, or where I last heard the noise. And I'd hold it. And I'd wait. And I was like, I'm talking at this point because I'm getting a little frazzled. I'm like, I'm going to wait you out. And I'm holding that light for minutes. And I'm like, you're stupid. Turn the light off. As soon as I get back up onto the flat ground where we're camped, it starts walking again. <laughs> this continues to happen. Like this thing is waiting me out. Yeah. Um, so then we get in conversation around the fire. Um, and completely forget. Next scene, we're sitting here. We hear like a... You ever seen Friday after, or next Friday? I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, I won't use that analogy. Uh, anyways, it sounded like snoring. Oh, really? Like a deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I turned and looked, and there's this thing standing right at the edge of the firelight. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Right? So the sister looks at us. We're looking at it, and it turns on and walks off. I look over at my buddy and he's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, there wasn't no word spoken. It was just like, we we're both kind of in shock. Yeah. And so then uh, it starts smacking on trees. Oh. And there's some grunts. It, it doesn't doesn't know what we're doing there. Mm-hmm. Like, first, first people can't. Yeah, nobody's first, ever been there before. First people to be out there dark. Uh, especially around midnight. And so um, then, now in all fairness, there were two tents. But we slept in the same tent. <laughs> <laughs> two grown men. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, right? <laughs> I'm just saying this wasn't no broke back Bigfoot. <laughs> this was simply like, hey, bud, this thing would rip us to pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're debating leaving. Right, oh, okay. uh, but it's my buddy Matt's car, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been drinking. Sure, uh, it's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, I'm just gonna hang it out. I got a Ruger 44 Magnum, Ruger Red Hawk, nickel plated, shiny, nice huge pistol. The reason I bought the pistol is because it was big. If I ran out of bullets, I could beat somebody to death with it. <laughs> right, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So we get in the tent. Go. Actually, he went to sleep before me I was sitting on the cooler and I'm trying not to go to sleep right right? because I'm like I don't want to go to sleep here you know I'll sleep tomorrow during the daytime 
Uh, I'm nodding off, and so I end up going to sleep setting up, and I wake up falling off the floor. You're going out there, you're leaving gifting. I put a bowl on the forest floor, and a Bigfoot comes and takes it. We just sit there, but I only have this wrapped up in like six months. <laughs> screaming as loud as he can. Ah, ah, ah. I open my eyes. The tent is like, the oh. top of the tent is like six inches away. Oh my God. Matt has, Matt heard it walking around the tent. And then the best I can figure is that the thing knew we were in the tent, yeah. but it didn't know what the tent was. Great. So it's pressing down the top of the tent and then letting it up and pressing down the top of the tent and letting it up. It actually broke one of the poles of the tent. So he screams, I've got my gun right here and I don't even think to pull it. Yeah. Uh, And then you hear the thing run off. It runs off in the woods. It sounds like somebody drove an S10 straight through the woods. Just just right off through it. And then he's like, dude, we can't, we can't do this. We can't do this. I'm like, calm down. We got to stay you know, clear headed here. Uh, this is for real. I said, whatever it is, it just ran away. He said, but it ain't going to go. It ain't going to leave. And he's like, at first light, he's like, uh, let's go get in the truck. Hmm. Well, we can sleep there for a few hours. And I said, no, I don't want to wake up and that thing be looking at me through the window. <laughs> Like I can take it being on the other side of the tent because I can't see can't it, see it yeah. but I'm, I'm so scared. Yeah. Like, I am terrified. Yeah, no doubt. Like, this is a. I'm thinking I'm about to have to start shooting. You yeah. know that we might die. Yeah. Because the thing that's a the thing people don't realize they they fantasize these Bigfoot encounters. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful. He just it's graceful and walked off and. You didn't see a Bigfoot if that's what, if that was your or, or something seriously wrong with your brain. <laughs> okay, so we all view the chimpanzees, we all view the gorillas, mm-hmm. things like that, but we view it from outside the enclosure. Yeah. We are in the ape enclosure right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what's running through my head. Yeah. This thing, like the thing we just saw, rip both of us apart. And this forty four Magnum is not going to do nothing. Yeah. Like, we're going to save two bullets so we can kill ourselves. Yeah. Like, it, it was... I was scared. And so... It gets light. I go back to sleep. Right? I catch up maybe an hour. Don't know how long it was. I come out. And... Matt's like, let's go get something to eat. So we ride 12 miles into Chattahoochee. To a Hardee's. And... Uh, I didn't say nothing the whole time. Order our food, still haven't talked. Besides, hey, let's go get something to eat. And we're sitting there at the table, and he goes, well, they didn't get us. You want to stay another night? Really? And I was like, I don't know. And let me process. And so then I call my dad. Mm -hmm. Tell him what happened. And he goes, son, you have been looking for Bigfoot your whole life. Yeah. You finally found him, and now you're wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. And so 
he didn't mean this, but he did say it. He said, uh, if you come home, I'm going to punch you in the face. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll stay another night. Oh, good. Okay. So we spend the day walking around. We don't tell the property owner what happened. Okay. Yeah. Still under the impression or under the hope that they're messing with us and they have this really good suit. You know what I mean? Right. I wasn't drunk. You know, like I didn't drink at all that sure. night. Um, Matt, on the other hand, did have some beers. Uh, but he always had beers. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. that guy. Yeah. We're camping. I got cold beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, we're, we're finding weird tree breaks, these little structures all over the place. Mm. Get back to our camp. We're cooking. Darkness falls again. Mm -hmm. Starts all back up again. Wow. It's back. Right. He's been there the whole day. Wow. Nothing ever changed. He never went nowhere. He's probably been watching us. Like, right. What in the world are these people doing? Yeah. I'm getting to the point to where I'm like tired of it. Right? And I'm like, leave us alone. Screaming at this thing. Right? And it's grunting. You know, smacking trees and stuff. And then you shine the light and you can't see it. Right? He ends up doing this call at around 1130. And it was, he wasn't here in the parking lot. So maybe maybe 40 yards. He's just down the hill. Right? He, he's right here. Yeah. Uh, and then the worst possible thing that could ever happen happened. Another one replied to him. Oh, oh so you were yeah. <laughs> yeah, But it was further off, maybe half mile. Right. And that's a guess. Sure. Could have been closer, could have been further. Mm -hmm. Replied back the same exact call. Oh. And then just like, oh. You ever had like the blood rush out of your head? You feel like you're about to pass out? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but nothing else happened. Really? Okay. It went away. Hmm. For some reason, or maybe it didn't went away. We just maybe it just it just shut up, right. yeah. you know. But I assumed when they called, and you know, hindsight, I think he headed to that one and mm -hmm. left us alone. Okay, maybe they made a kill or something sure. like that. I immediately become fascinated. I come home telling my wife, you know, I'm like I'm telling my dad, I'm like, hey, we actually saw Bigfoot. Yeah. They're real, like. I can find this thing. Mm -hmm. I can I can hunt and kill this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I get on BigfootForums.com. Uh, Facebook really wasn't a thing, um, and I look at the Bigfoot community from a non-Bigfooters perspective, yeah. looking at it for what it is, mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of derelicts. Mm -hmm. They're fighting. They're arguing. They're stupid. They're extremely <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah. They don't realize certain things that a normal hunter should know, right? These people are going out in the woods and forget the Sasquatch. You guys are in danger because you, you don't know what's going on. You, you, you're, you're going out here, you're leaving gifting. I'll put a bowl on the forest floor and a Bigfoot comes and takes it. We just sit there and we don't carry guns because they can smell the gunpowder and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, hey, 
but I'm going to have this wrapped up in like six months. <laughs> like, these guys are slow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of them's ever spent time in the woods, mm-hmm. but I've seen the thing mm-hmm. and I can hunt. Now, there's people who hunt far better than me. But if I know there's an eight-point buck in the area, I can kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to track him, find him, kill him. So I'm like, hey, this is going to be over with. You know, we're going to make a discovery. Yeah. Uh, and it changed my life. I quit my band. Mm-hmm. And we had success. We were getting there. You know what I mean? Like, I was making 12 grand a year playing my own songs. Wow. Nice. And that was my cut. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And the four-piece band. Yeah. So we're making money. You know, why would you quit now? Yeah. And nobody's going to remember that regional act, mm-hmm. even if we became big. Yeah. Let's say we became big as Nirvana. Mm-hmm. That's not a, that's not something that's probably ever going to happen, first of all. But if it does, yeah. nobody's going to remember you in a hundred years, yeah. but... If you discovered a Sasquatch, you, yeah. I promise you people are going to remember who you are in 100 years. Yeah. You know, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. I want to leave my mark on this world, mm-hmm. right? As narcissistic as that sounds, that's the truth. Oh, okay? it's So, I, I mean, it is honest. I know what it sounds like. Oh, he picked him, blah, blah, blah. He won't, he's just in it for the fame. Yeah. I want to be the one that makes discovery. And even now, mm-hmm. if somebody else figures this out before I do, I am going to be disappointed. Sure. sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yes, it is a race for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not not down on anybody else. You know, I hope you all the best. Yeah. But I, I want to be the one that does it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So take that as it is. But uh, So that was my first encounter. And, like I said, it changed my life, saved my life in a lot of ways. True. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, and I know you said it's a family-friendly podcast, but uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You were not only were you good, you were starting to live the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I've been living the lifestyle right. for a few years. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, like, and and maybe people can take this, and I hope one day that I'm not here speaking about Bigfoot. I hope I'm speaking to people about you can change your life. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because like addiction's a real thing, and I had it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't touch liquor, beer, anything anymore. Good for you. Right. Yeah. Haven't for seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I had an addiction problem mm-hmm. to a few different things. Yeah. And seeing that Bigfoot saved my life. Because if you see the rest of the members oh, yeah. in my band, then I'll do you. Not a good picture. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, lost sorry. custody of the children, oh. all these things. Yeah, so I wonder we went dead or in jail. Oh. You know, yeah. uh, but that's life. It, it is. is. It is. It's the way it is. People change. You can yeah. overcome, and you just have to believe in something, mm-hmm. whether it be God or Bigfoot. Right. As silly as that sounds, no. I fully credit this instance to actually saving my life. Right. And I, you know, I have a relationship with my kids that is amazing. Oh. You know what I mean? And, and all that. And my marriage fell apart because I quit everything. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Not everybody in the marriage wanted to quit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it put me on a path. uh, And I think this is the first podcast I've ever said this stuff on. But, uh, yeah, seriously, I I fully credit Sasquatch saving my life. It got me into a spirituality because I think maybe if there is a God, Mm -hmm. he put me in that situation to have this encounter with one of his creatures, one of his creations. 
uh, to then put me on the right path. Very cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's actually beautiful. I mean, yeah. it really is. Yeah. What you're saying so beautiful. what I'm hoping is one day, all this, this is fun. This is great. People love to hear me talk. I've had a number of people come up and tell me, hey, man, I drove eight hours to see you. All right. Right? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's cool, man. But, like, I wish I could be giving you a positive message. Yeah. I wish I could be talking that would maybe change your life. Right. Maybe you You know, tell you something that seriously, because you can beat it. Yeah. It don't get more addicted than I was, mm-hmm. like, honestly. And it, it, you just have to get up off the couch. Yeah. You just have to bet on yourself. Right. Yeah. And I needed something to help me bet on myself. Yeah. And it came in the form of a Sasquatch. That's amazing. That's a beautiful story, man. And and I think this may very well. People listening may just go, "Yeah, I can do this. I can do it." You know. Right. I hope. You know, yeah. if it only helps one person, yeah. Yeah. I can die a happy, man. Yeah. So well, I, you know, I, I know it'll touch a lot of our listeners. Too, absolutely. Right. But I I think that that's that's a, a very very powerful series of events that brought you to this place that now you are going around the country mm-hmm. you're talking to people about this you're talking about this incredible phenomena how big do you suppose that one that you saw was probably seven three seven three seven four wow, wow. so you figure and i base that off of a florida state basketball player that i ran into oh okay well i was up on campus uh doing some ubering Mm-hmm. I just seen this kid. He was huge. <laughs> and I, was, I pulled over. I said, hey, bud, I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah. How tall are you? <laughs> He's, like, He's like, I'm seven foot. Wow. It's like, okay, thank you. <clears throat> now you have perspective. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, uh, he was still bigger. <laughs> right. He was still bigger, but still broader. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's a great point, too, I think, for, for people that do have sightings, of course. Well, no, it's just probably a hunter. Well, if it's seven feet, how many seven feet tall people are running through the woods? Yeah. yeah. How many are there? I, I mean, know. right. I mean, it's just like in the in the nation, there's probably a handful, if that, right. or, or a couple. Right. You know, so I, I think that that's a very powerful part in itself because everybody that's a skeptic of this would say, well, you know, somebody just pulling pranks on you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Seven foot four person out there pulling pranks in the in the dead of uh, the Florida uh, forest. And I've got a visibly big pistol. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Firelight, you know, glistening, you know, all Yeah, like you, you're off your rocker. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, not to get back to the spirituality thing, but. Well, did you talk? This is your moment, man. Use it however you want. So I make a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Sit in front of my camper. It's my one video on my channel, my first video on my channel. It's like a music video. It's basically just a highlight reel of what happened. No real talking. Just I've got a Crooked Vulture song playing over the top of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, has six views. Mm-hmm. One of them is a producer from the Howard Stern show. Oh wow! Oh wow! Cool. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> calls me up. Hey, I want to put you on this show. I'm trying to sell with Dr. Meldrum. So I go from having my first encounter. Wow. To four weeks later, I'm sitting in Dr. Meldrum's office for a a week. Wow. Taking my first flight. My first time I'm traveling. (laughs) I'm in now 
the Elvis Presley of Bigfoot's yeah. office seeing all of his cast. <laughs> Me and Meldrum are going in the mountains of uh, Idaho looking for Bigfoot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's, I'm like, yeah, we know nobody. What, we know what you mean because that's where we live. <laughs> <laughs> and then just I keep I keep diving in, I keep diving in. I, I I switch my job to 12 hours so I can have more time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad sees how dedicated I am, right. how hard I'm going. Mm-hmm. So he. He has this boat that he built. Mm-hmm. Nice boat. I hope that one day he has the money to buy it back again. But he sells it uh, to buy a FLIR. And then do, do a few other things. But mm-hmm. thermal camera was one of the things he bought. And we end up capturing the footage. <sighs> right? Yeah. And then so it was like... And I tell my girlfriend, she's like, you work so hard at all this. You work so hard. And I'm like, I don't really feel like it worked at all. Right. I just felt like I got in the coaster and buckled my seatbelt. Right. (laughs) And then it just went. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if you hear a preacher talk, they'll take God as a plan for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And it won't even feel like you try. You just, you go. Right. That's I don't know if that's it. But... Sure seems like it at times because here I am today in Vernal, Utah, (laughs) of all places. I've been all over the country. I'm friends with Adam Davies, all Mm -hmm. these, all these different people. You know what I mean? And I've been in all kinds of situations, and and the things that I've done, it just seems like I was just pushed in that direction. Yeah, awesome. You know what I mean? So it's it's. That's why I tend to lean lean towards that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am, you're right. I think so. so I know people don't like to hear like, oh, they talk about God and all that stuff. Oh. But, you know. I'm with you. I have no other explanation for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. maybe it's just coincidence, but that's something I don't believe in. Right. Out of all the things I do believe in. Yeah. I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah. So. Right. And that, that, that footage now is your dad? Regularly, did he regularly investigate with you, or is that so? He had gotten over cancer, yeah, um, that's cool. about six months of surgery and stuff, and so he started going out, mm-hmm. you know, going out with us. Uh, we had some weird encounters one time, two deer just run past us, and I mean, they were this close. Oh, they were being pushed, wow, yeah, and then they stopped. And turned around and came back <laughs> right past us. Right. So like we had all these things, but my dad, I guess you know he had had Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to hang out with us. So we we're best friends. Oh. You know what I mean? Yep. And he calls me up Tuesday. I'm working. He's like, "Hey, you want to go camping tonight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go camping. Let's go." <laughs> you know, um, uh-huh. swing by the house, pick my backpack up, and then come on out here to work and get me because I was arriving with my mother-in-law at the time. Mm-hmm. And we went out there, and then that happened, and then he was done. Mm. He was done. Yeah. He wasn't no more. He proved it to himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And he wasn't on this path to prove it to the world. He didn't want nothing to do with TV, right. like Spike TV show, right. the Bigfoot Bounty. Yeah. You hear all these people talk about, oh, I'll turn that show down. Well, they wanted me to turn it down. They got it was doing the screening and told me the only person to turn it down was my father. 
Because mm. like when once they said what it was, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> right there to him, he said, "Hey guys, if y'all don't mind, please let Junior get time to find him one of his buddies because I'm not doing this. It sounds incredibly stupid." Leave <laughs> it to the young guys. <laughs> yeah, and that was it, you know. So, um, but yeah, he didn't he didn't do much more after that. I can honestly think of maybe five times we went after that uh, mm-hmm. before he passed away, mm-hmm. and so. Since he's passed away, I haven't been back to the film site. Mm. You know, it's That's incredibly uh, emotional for me. Yes. You know, so yeah, that makes sense though. But I mean, that is that still even today remains one of the most iconic proofs of, right. of the existence of this this being or creature, and and it still stands up. I mean, I don't know if you you saw that the, the the guys in Australia from Australian Nelly Research caught that uh, incredible nine foot uh, thermal. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out. But it, yeah. Yours, theirs. That's two great examples right. of of having proof of, of the existence of these things, and I think. Barring somebody turning in a body, right. right? That collectively enough of this stuff could really, could really turn the tide as far as getting a general consensus that yeah they're out there, right? And, and yours will always be at the forefront of that because that was the first. Well, so in my and the thing with it, the thing with the the uh, encounter, mm-hmm. Cliff's analysis, we outsourced the 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 recreation and all that info mm-hmm. because if we did it. We're biased. Sure. You're right, right. Yeah. It's very important that we outsourced it. That's Good what my dad you. said. Yep. Smart. Because I was like, we're going to do it ourselves. He's like, hey, hold on. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we got to send this out. Let right. somebody else do it. Yeah. So, and then there's not only that. When my dad filmed it, I was filming him. Oh. I was running the Handicap. So if you watch my documentary, The Skunk Ape Lives, you actually see him become a believer on camera. You see right. that whole, you see that whole <laughs> encounter take place. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it was just a perfect storm. It was also so weird. Like, it had rained a little bit, so the ground was soft to where we didn't crunch a lot. Yeah. Uh, and the cicadas were super loud. Right. There was no moon. Wow. You know what I mean? It was just so it was like a perfect storm. Because that's where the, the film premiered at the FLIR conference. It was down there. Like, and we sat there and heard Cliff's presentation on it. And there were other FLIR thermographers that had looked at that footage and they were like, that's a real animal. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 
know. Uh, you can definitely tell it's something big on two feet, but the the other stuff that we've captured was the audio evidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So that was the footage and the creature is always fleeting. You know what I mean? Very hard to get a hold of, and yeah. you. I hate that I'm here doing this instead of out there doing instead that. of out there doing yeah. this because all this noise takes away from actual research. Right. Sure. There will be a time where I cut all this out. Sure. Because I need to put my head down. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. I'm listening to Adam Davies talk, right. his expeditions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to just put my head down. Yeah. I've got movies now that I'm making because I've always been making films since I was young. Yeah. I, was, I was the kid that read the morning announcements. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm yeah. the TV pro guy, filming the football games and everything else. That was me. Yep. And so I started making documentaries. And I love it. I love to edit. I love to film. I love to do all that stuff. But that also takes away. Right? Yeah, sure it does. Sure you it does. know what I mean? And I felt that I, I feel that I've lost my way. Right. I've lost my way. At this point, there the rate I'm going now, to be honest with you, there's no discovery that I'm ever going to make. And that, I was laying in the hotel room last night because... They don't have a ceiling fan in hotel rooms, and I like to sleep in a wind tunnel, so it's hard for me to go to sleep anyways, and I'm laying there thinking about this, and I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. Go make the discovery, yeah. then come and talk to everybody. Right. Sure. People know who you are now, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know nobody, nothing, right. you know, I need to get back. Because everybody that comes to my table, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for doing, what am I doing? I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm sitting here talking to you about some nonsense topic, right? Which is fun and I enjoy it. Don't don't get me wrong. But I think I was put on this path to make a discovery. I don't think I was put on this path to be sitting in front of Utah. Right, true. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's just maybe cynical well yeah but I get what you're saying I think you want to be out there doing the work but I think this is also uh, an important uh, important ingredient in the whole mix because I think it raises awareness and it, and it's and it probably helps to reset some of the nonsense when people can come out and talk to people like you and Jeff Meldrum and, and all of these amazing people that are here because the Bigfoot community is still a mess. It's still, oh, it always will. It, yeah, and it probably will. But at least, at least there's these bastions of of, of level, you know, uh, groundedness, grounded logical thoughts. And, and I'm not casting aspersions at anybody, but there, there's a, a, there's a lot of disparate information out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that having people like yourself who've who've been out there, you've been pursuing this, you've you've, you've obviously uh, dedicated your life to this journey. And I think that means a lot, you know. Right. So I, I understand what you're saying, though, because yeah, I don't want to be Gordon Kranz. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be one of these people that looked for it forever mm-hmm. and they died. Yeah, and never got closure. Yeah. Right, right. And like I said before, God or the universe or whatever you think there is, mm-hmm. all you gotta do is get off the couch and go yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. And my life's a testament to that. Or at least, well, I guess my whole life. You know what I mean? Because everything I've done is succeeded in. Yep. Never been a failure except for myself. I've always brought myself down doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do I bang my head into the wall? It's going so great. Yeah. 
but you just have to try. Right. And I think if I can get back to trying at that, mm-hmm. getting out there and beating the bush, killing the snakes, <laughs> getting bit by the mosquitoes, yeah. you know, yeah. I yeah. think I get because like. I can't even tell you the last time. Uh, 2016, yeah, I can. 2016 was the last time I found tracks. Wow. And it's just because of everything. It's got diluted. Right. Sure. My time's now pulled over to doing these things. Like I've done eight of these this year. Right. Wow. And this is five days I could have been sitting in the woods. Sure. Right. Well, see, but, but, but you know, that's the whole thing, though, is... It's, it's your path. Your path led you here. It did. Which means that you were supposed to be here to make that res- that re- revelation. Uh, there you go. You know, and that's exactly it. Now you know, okay, I'll finish this up. I'll get my stuff done that I've already, and I'm back out in there doing what I love to do. Yeah, I told my and girlfriend today. Yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, we're about to start going to the woods. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because she'll tag along. Right. I don't like it, but she'll tag along. Right. <laughs> and, and I'll go. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we got to cross this creek. Yeah. Well, I can't see the water. Right. I can't see in the water. It's kind well, of funny because it's all wrong. Strap in. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, you know these people. People know you. All you have to do is keep up your internet presence, your social media, right. and people will still follow you. Right. You don't have to come do these things. You, no. know, you you can just post what you're finding, and then when you get what you want, that's, like you said, then that's when you do this. Well, so looking back yeah. at this trip, I mean, Adam Davies have been in this real, a very real discussion about going to Sumatra. Right, yeah. And so maybe that's what comes out of this. The Orang Pandemic. Yeah, the Orang Pandemic. You know what I mean? But like traveling across the world. I'm I'm a person who doesn't like leaving my house. Right. You know what I mean? Like I I really love staying at home. Yep. I'm very much the same. I get homesick, especially since my father's died. Extremely scared something's going to happen to everybody. Right. Right. Just PTSD thing, I guess, because it's like. When it happened, it's just uh, rattled me. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten over that, but now we're talking about going to Indonesia, and it's like the talks are getting serious. They were just uh-huh. here a joke for a minute, and then like, all right, uh-huh. whoa, hold on, here it goes. Planning this trip, yeah. I got a guy very interested in paying for all of it. Very oh, wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what comes out of this because last time he went, there wasn't in eDNA wasn't a thing. Mm. Like he finds these tracks. Right. You can test the dirt now. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we can get a track and a soil sample with DNA in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's isn't that what Shane Corso is doing with the Olympic Pod Track over in in the uh, over in the uh, Oregon? Peninsula, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. He's, isn't he doing? I, I think because he's finding these nests. Right. You know, and he's taking these samples of the nests. Right. Well, you know, so with Bigfoot, like Orang Pendak. Is not considered such a right. taboo. Mm-hmm. Like most scientists believe, that's a real creature, and it one day eventually will be discovered. Right. You know? Bigfoot, on the other hand, mm-hmm. they're like, this is nonsense, full of hoaxing. People are just, you know, keeping this around for whatever reasons. Now, pop culture, yeah. you see it on everybody's cars, little stickers in the back of their window and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it, unfortunately, for everybody trying the Bigfoot method. You're going to need a picture in DNA. And and I don't even know that a picture will do it. Right. Like, if anything can happen, it needs to be... I don't want to kill one. But unfortunately, until they can stick their finger and check its temperature... Yep. Yep. They're... uh, You know, they're they're not going to believe it. Right, yeah. You know, and... 
like with our footage. Yeah. Our footage should have seriously, because they've proven other primates with just photos like that bonobo or that, that chimpanzee, it's like six foot tall. Right. Yes. That was proven to science with a photograph. Right. right. We have, with my dad's footage, measurable size. Yeah. Dude's saying it's not CGI. FLIR thermographers, because that's where the, the film premiered at the FLIR conference, the FLIR World Conference yeah, in Orlando, Florida. Started, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so before I even released it on the internet, it was down there. Like we got we got uh, brought in, they got us a hotel and everything, and we sat there and heard Cliff's presentation on it. And there were other FLIR thermographers that had looked at that footage and they were like, that's a real animal. That's amazing. And so if you have all this, yeah. like there's science to it. It's not just a piece of footage. Sure. There's actual science to it. Yeah. Why can't that be proved? Right. And it's because there's a stigma around Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But with something like Orane Pendek. Sure. You know what I mean? You could get a track and you could get some eDNA with a weird, you know, structure, a DNA structure in it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got proof. There you go. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Or at least something to lend grant money. Like now universities or something like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's take this seriously. Let's throw some money because we need to make the discovery. And like, I want to be that guy. Right. That the Jacques Cousteau, you know, the people. Because what is left to explore in this world? The oceans and maybe some forests. Not much. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's these cryptids. It's these yep. these creatures that people are seeing. Yeah. You know, that's really the only thing left to do. Yeah. You know? so That's always been the premise of my show is that I, I love that there's still mystery in the world. Because right. if, right. if there wasn't, this would be an incredibly mundane place to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's a lot going on. Now, normally in the interview, this would be the part where I say, what's next? But... I know what's next. Yeah, well, I kind of told you. So, uh, so it naturally went that way. But. but so, okay, I guess what's next? I've got a new film out with my group, Outcast Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've caught some flack about it, which I don't understand. The film's really done really well. Like, oh, good. you can watch Expedition Bigfoot or Ghost Adventures, and mm-hmm. then watch ours, and the production quality is the same. Yeah. And we have TV people all up in it. Producer from Finding Bigfoot is on the cast. You know what I mean? So it's comparable, but people don't like when you explore other avenues besides Bigfoot being an ape. Right. Um, yeah. Sure. Right. And so I myself, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll know what Bigfoot is. Yeah. I've seen the lights. I have no idea what these things are. So if the witness tells me that Bigfoot cursed him, we're going to come up with an experiment that's outside of the box. And that's what we do in the film. Uh, so that's out on Amazon, iTunes, any of those pay-for-play streaming services. Um, part two and part three will be coming out directly, you what's know, the, by the end of the what's year. What's the title of that? The Skunk Ape Experiments. Okay. okay. Um, and then we'll have a film we're releasing where we went to Nebraska to uh, the Omaha Reservation. Oh. They allowed us in to make oh. a film. Fantastic. Um, and... You know, it's Bigfoot. That's also like ghosts and stuff because right. the reservation has all these things, right? sure. all these old Indian tales that mm-hmm. explore all of them. And then uh, somewhere around January, or February, we'll release our film where we went to the Conjuring House. Oh wow! And uh, nice. we did the Nazis in World War II had this experiment that they did where they would astral project. Mm-hmm. 
and view the Allied forces. Right. In yep. the 60s, the CIA did it. It's called the Gateway Project. Stargate. It's been, been de-class, declassified. You pull the documents, it's like 26 pages. Yep, Stargate Project, yep. They say that there's a place called the Absolute that you go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in an energy hologram. You know what I mean? And all religions are right. And all this other stuff CIA said, because they did it for a while. Yeah. So we had a guy rebuild it. Wow. And we did it in the Conjuring house. Oh. I'll tell you, I can't spoil it for you. <laughs> but that, when when you're talking about things that alter the course of your life, mm-hmm. I'm so much more calm now. <laughs> right? Yeah. The absolute, I clicked out. I went. Did you? And it's a it's a audio frequency that you listen to mm. for like forty seven minutes, and like the position that you're laying in, mm. it's a pentagram, but it's a sepa symbol. So the sepa symbol's been throughout since the Sumerians and all that. They didn't call it the pentagram. It wasn't viewed as that. It was viewed as a portal to go to the next world. And a lot of the uh, Egyptian tombs, mm-hmm. they're on the walls. Mm. So. And they use gematria to see like your name and like which seat you line up with. And like there were some members of our group, it's like, hey, you don't line up at all. You can't be in the experiment. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's really uh, something else. But three of us were able to click out. And so how do you prove a personal experience? Sure. Right. Yeah. You exit interview everybody. We made them stay at their seats. And then once you were called, you come up and told on camera what happened to you. Mm-hmm. When your three stories line up. Right. Yeah. That's powerful. That. That. And then, like, so after we do this, right, the house goes insane. Oh. Mm. The really? The house goes nuts. Oh. So I'm just telling you. Yeah. There was a rule sheet when you came into the Conjuring house. <laughs> we broke everything. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey was selling the place. Right. He had actually sure. sold it already. Oh, and uh, okay. so, like... <laughs> His last time's in there. Yeah. He's like, I'll oh, screw the next Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, whatever, y'all come and do. We're, let's actually take the gloves off, see what we can do. Right. And uh, so... Like he he opened his big mouth. I love Corey to death. He opened his big mouth and said, "It's it's not the house. It's haunted. Mm-hmm. It's the land. Y'all should build a coffin and bury me." I'm like, "Don't say that to me. I'll do it." <laughs> and he's like, "If you do it, or if you build that coffin and dig that hole, I'll get in it." Wow. And we're like, "All right." So we did Nessus method. Oh, you're kidding! Wow. With him in the ground, RPG in the well. Mm-hmm. And us in the library asking the questions. They couldn't hear our questions, but we got the audio hooked up. Mm-hmm. You know, we got professional audio, so yep. we're listening to everything in the library. Mm-hmm. First, only RPGs asking questions or answering questions. Uh, Corey's in and out. And then they start talking to each other. Oh, oh really? And then the, there's a bright light that flashes. <sighs> Oh, I shouldn't have spoiled that. Like, anyways, <laughs> I just, we'll take that part. Yeah, out. No, you can leave it. It's cool. Okay. Uh, like they have to see it, right? You know what I mean. You you really had to see it, right? That's and the light flashes and everything stops. Wow. But we we've got furniture moving, uh, doors opening up and That's slamming. Incredible. That's incredible. That's insane. Yeah. Good. We brought Carl Johnson in. He was the first investigator there, and we we asked him to do a seance. We wanted to. 
you know, recreate the original Warren seance, yeah. you know, uh, and we did. Mm. And so I'll leave that at that. But sure. it comes to a point where it's like, is anybody even going to believe this? Right. Are they going to believe this happened? Sure. Like, uh, this may be career suicide <laughs> putting this out here um, because it's so much to take in. Like, all that happened to you, yeah, right. Well, you got it on film. I got it on film. Yeah. Wow. Phenomenal, brother. A lot of people in on the hoax if it's all a hoax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was like 15, 20 people. There were people that were just there observing. Right. Oh, man. You know what I mean? And then the worst part about it is, like, a lot of the members of the group's lives have went, I mean, rock bottom. Oh, Houses burning down. Wow. Oh, the hitchhiker People effect. passing away. Yeah, the hitchhiker. Like You've heard of the hitchhiker effect? Not at all. Okay, so it's a it's a concept that basically says when one person has a paranormal experience, they can get a hitchhiker effect. That then, when they go to their you know where back to their own lives, right. they can follow. And it seems like that's what you're explaining right now. Shouldn't took the rocks. <laughs> I didn't take a rock. Yeah, I'm good for the most part. <laughs> right, but like. Yeah, the others took rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring things home. <laughs> yeah, and they and Corey warned, "Don't take the rocks." Yeah, so I'm sure they'll be getting those rocks mailed back soon. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like uh, taking pictures of Robert the doll. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, not asking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same kind of concept. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, so crazy. Wow, this has been a great discussion. Thank you, brother, for making. Oh, hey, I appreciate y'all having me on, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. guys thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show i hope you guys enjoyed it please feel free to follow us on facebook facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio as well as finding us on twitter we're on twitter at paranormal portal p-o-r-t-l and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our youtube page and subscribe and check out our shows there we got hundreds of shows journeys into the paranormal portal so i hope you'll check it out check it out guys we're over there at youtube.com slash paranormal portal so hope to see you guys soon uh we'll be back of course for more podcasts in the coming days so we love you all be good be kind be nice take care of each other help each other out find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.